Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy, and this is episode 222. Hey, there's something magical about that, isn't there? 222. How about that? And we are going through the candidate handbook for the PSI examination. You need to listen to all of these podcasts and subscribe because I'm covering the detailed outline point by point. And on 221, we talked about liens. Today, we are going to talk about easements and license. Easements and license. Well, remember, I ask you the question, are all liens encumbrances? Well, the answer is true, but actually I had this statement. All liens are encumbrances, but not all encumbrances are liens. Okay. The reason being an encumbrance is anything that affects the title to the real estate. And that could be good or bad, such as the case of an easement. An easement can be good for some people and may be bad for others, but an easement is just the right to go across or a privilege to use a portion of the real estate for ingress and egress purposes. Now, what do you need to know about easements? Well, we have two types of easements. We have we have what is called an easement in gross, and we also have an easement appurtenant, okay? So let's start with the first one, an easement in gross. An easement in gross, this is normally one estate, we call one estate, and it's a servient estate. And a good example of an easement in gross would be a utility easement. There's only one person who's really benefiting from that, and it's the utility company. That's why we say there's one estate, a servient estate. Now, in an appurtenant easement, you have two estates, you still have the servient estate, but you also have what we call the dominant estate, okay? So, in other words, there's one person who is serving everyone to go across the, lo- the land, and there's one person who's dominating, okay? So, I give the example in my textbook that there's lot owner A, owns the land where the easement runs across, and lot owner A owns the land, pays the taxes, and they're called the servient estate. Lot owner B, that's the person behind lot owner A, gets to use the easement, and they pay no taxes on the land, but they get to go back and forth and use the property, and they're called the dominant estate owner. So just think in terms of this. Let's say you own a parcel of property that borders a highway. It's yours. You own it. And over on the side of the property, there's a 20-foot wide easement that goes across your property back to the property that's behind you. 
and it was given to those folks years ago, well, they would be called the dominant estate owner and you would be called the servient estate owner. Now, remember, you actually own the real estate. You pay the taxes on it. It's on your legal description. However, there was an easement reserved for the parcel of property behind you, and they get to use that. They are called the dominant estate owner. Now, there are many ways, excuse me, Now, there are several ways an easement can be created. In other words, through reservation, that property that I described that you own that's on the highway, perhaps the people that own the land behind your property owned all of the property, yours and the property behind you at one time. And when they sold off your 40 acres, they reserved an easement over on the side so they could get access to the property in the back. That's one way you can create an easement through reservation. And that's usually done through a grant of a deed where you use the deed and you grant a legal description. Remember the meets and bounds we talked about that would describe where that easement is located. Sometimes easements can be created by necessity. In other words, you're landlocked. So you, you go to court and ask the court to give you access because there, there's no way you can get to your property. Now, the court might require you to pay funds for that, but that is one way that you could get an easement through necessity. A long-term usage is another way, and we call that a prescriptive easement. In other words, you've used the property for so long, you've gone back and forth and back and forth, for a certain number of years is normally required. In Missouri, I believe it's 10 years, but they won't get that specific for you on the examination because that varies from state to state. But just understand, over long-term, continuous, uninterrupted use of that easement could grant you what is called a prescriptive easement. And of course, you would have to go to court to get that. And then sometimes you can just get an easement through what's called implication. So keep in mind that to create an easement, you need two separate parties of landowners. They love that on the exam. One party who will grant the land that the easement will run across. In our example, it's you, the lot, the landowner there on the highway and another party who wishes to benefit from the easement. And remember, that would be the dominant estate owner. So you would be the servient estate owner. You're serving to allow me to go across your land, right? And I'm the dominant estate owner. That is an example of an easement appurtenant, okay? can be created through reservation, which is a grant through uh, the use of a deed, necessity, you're, you're landlocked, long-term usage, prescriptive easement, and from implication. Now, easement and gross, again, that's an example of a utility easement, and there is only one estate owner, and it is the servient estate. We are all serving, allowing them to use our property. Now, keep this in mind. Easements can be terminated by merger. In other words, remember you own the property in front and I own the property in back and 
there's an easement across the side. I'm the dominant estate. You're the servient estate. If you buy my property, you've merged the due properties. There's no longer a need for an easement, so that would cease the easement. Through abandonment, remember the long-term usage or prescriptive easement? Well, the same thing can happen if no one's used that road for years and years and years. You could go to court and have the easement abandoned. When the purpose no longer exists, that could just be that uh, the highway gets rebuilt and now it comes across my property behind yours and I really don't need to have your easement anymore. Through adverse possession by the owner of the servient tenement, okay, they love the definitions. In our example, where you own the land on the front of the highway, well, you block, put a gate up and block it off and... I never come and use that gate. It kind of ties in with abandonment, but you could adversely um, take that property back through adverse possession. Excessive use of the easement. You know, if I'm all of a sudden putting a, a nightclub or some type of business back behind you and there's all these cars going in and out, or I put a mobile home park and that wasn't you know, you might be able to go to court and say, hey, there's some excessive use of that easement. That's not what it was created for. By non-use, again, through prescriptive easement, as we've talked about, um, which falls into abandonment. By destruction of the servient tenement, such as when a party would, uh, party wall might be torn down. That's uh, an example of terminating an easement. Sometimes you have easements with buildings that are next to each other. So that's what they mean by uh, the, the party wall has been torn down. So through destruction, the easement would no longer cease to exist by release of the right of the easement. In other words, I tell you because you own the property up on the road, hey, I don't need your easement anymore. I'm going to release that. And we would use a deed for that. And then also through a lawsuit, and all of these can kind of be combined and used together, but just keep in mind easements can be created one way, terminated another way. Understand the difference between an easement appurtenant, two types of estates. You have a dominant estate, it's a person using the easement, and you have the servient estate, that's a person who owns the land the easement runs across. Um, they do like to ask questions about a license versus an easement and understand that a license is a personal privilege to use another's land for a specific purpose. There's no deed here. And the real key on those exam questions is they can be terminated anytime. So if you see something that says so-and-so could park their car on a, on a driveway and, you know, uh, they terminated it or told you you couldn't hunt there anymore. Those are normally licenses. A de an easement's going to require a deed, a grant, and it's normally going to be recorded. But if you see something temporary to be hunting, parking a camper or a car, and it can be pulled at any time, or death would terminate the use of that, that's a license. And normally when you read one of those questions, you're going to be tipped off that, oh golly, that person died and so now they can't hunt on the property anymore. What did they have? Well, they did not have an easement because remember, an easement's going to convey to the new owner. It's going to continue on. But a license can be verbal. It can be in writing. 
death will automatically terminate a license. Anytime you go to a concert or a professional ball game, if you look on the back of your ticket, it basically says it's a license and they can remove you from the property at any time if you violate any of their terms. So those are some of the differences between a license and an easement. So keep that in mind. I also have the word encroachment here. We will talk about that more in the next episode with a few definitions and words from this chapter. But just keep in mind, an encroachment is anything that extends over the property line. And the only way you can find out what an encroachment or if you have an encroachment is through a survey. That could be an exam question. (laughs) Well, you should know all there is to know about easements now, at least for the exam. A pertinent easement Two estates, dominant, servient. You know who the dominant is. They're going, they get to use the easement, right? Servient owns the property, pays the taxes. And we have easements in gross, only one type of estate, servient estate. Good example of utility easements. And don't forget some of the ways you can create and terminate an easement. Hey, we have a great coaching program called five minutes to jump starting your real estate career. You need to learn how to make money too, right? Not just pass the test. And I have the most amazing program from the book I wrote five minutes to jump starting your real estate career. I have letters in this. It's all electronic short videos you can watch and there's audios. I have a budget worksheet to help you determine how many transactions you need to close each and every month to make a profit. I've got online marketing ideas. Did I mention letters? I have all kinds of letters and email templates, ad copies from my five minutes to writing a great real estate ad book. It's all there and you can check it out at globalrealestateschool.com. I'm telling you what, It's my 42 years of watching successful real estate professionals make a living in what they've done and what I've done because I I don't want to ever brag on myself, but I sold over a million dollars of real estate in 1983 when interest rates were 20% and my average sales price was $20,000. And I did over a million dollars in volume. And I'm telling you what, This program will help you succeed and become a real estate rock star. Check it out. It's five minutes to jumpstarting your real estate career. It's for new or existing real estate licensees. It's at globalrealestateschool.com. Well, be sure and like our podcast. Check us out on YouTube. We've got a great YouTube channel. I'm going to be streaming this afternoon. We've got lots of great resources at Global Real Estate School and so much more. Always reach out to us if you have any questions or we can help. And again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.